often. And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. Oh, I'm not here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented Mr. Eric Robertson. Mr. Eric Robertson is currently taking a vacation from his problems. <laughs> he is with our children. I told him that I would do the podcast if he could just do something with those children who always are there. <laughs> And this is episode 138, You're Doing Better Than You Think You Are. Hey, I want to welcome you here. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I don't know why I'm feeling optimistic like it's going to (laughs) be. Welcome. Usually you get the vocal stylings of my sexy, sensuous, music producing hubby, Eric. You know, he's doing great. He's fine. It's just hard (laughs) life, you know, compared to what? It gets dark early and we've all been in quarantine and there was an election and whether you're happy or unhappy about it, it was an emotional process and there's a new reality setting in and I think there's just this sense of fatigue and when after a full day of all the things you do in a day, I walked up to Eric and said, hey babe, would you want to do the podcast with me tonight? He literally barely moved his lips bless him and was like (laughs) sure that sounds great like (laughs) like he was reading off of a teleprompter and all he could do was to get that out and I said you know what I have actually done trainings and coachings on this before. I've done it as like little mini keynotes over Zoom in the past few months. I've got this. You do you. You are doing better than you think you are. And I'm going to go and do this podcast solo. So if it's your first time tuning in, usually my husband, who has a very calm, soothing chillness to him, uh, is with us. But he's just living his truest truth right now. And I have been working on my book as I shared in last episode and put myself in a fun position where I was going to do I've been doing um a lot of writing in a short amount of time if you would like some uh, is my editor going to listen to this she might <laughs> if you would like like a frame of reference I've written like somewhere near almost 40,000 words in like under 2 weeks which is like at least a hundred page book. So that's that's where my brain is at. But I crawled out of my book hole <laughs> because I just feel like this message is so needed. I needed it a couple days ago and crawled myself out of that hole of despair. Like I said, it's getting darker earlier. My favorite is that tweet that's going around is every night at midnight, I look at my phone and I'm shocked to find out it's only 6 p.m. That is exactly what life feels like. And that fatigue of maybe your schools just got shut down and your kids are coming back home full time. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to throw you a bone. I want to throw you a freaking bone. I want to throw you a freaking lifeline. I just want to pump you up from the position of, I don't want you to do anything more. I don't want you to become more. I don't want you to achieve more. I don't want you to add anything to your list. I want you, wherever you're at, 
to be able to lift your finger. <laughs> ET phone home. Lift your finger to this concept of you're doing better than you think you are. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to argue with you in the nicest, most kindest way about why you're doing better than you think you are and why believing this is actually going to help you, serve you, expand you, bring you to joy faster, bring you to relief faster. Or if what needs to happen is you need to feel like garbage. You need to feel some pain. You need to suffer um, (laughs) whatever the feelings are that you are suffering at this moment. If that needs to process through you, this I hope, I don't hope, I know can serve you in that place. Let's dive right into it. You're doing better than you think you are. I've got three reasons why we're afraid to believe this. I've got three reasons why something in us goes, no, I'm not. It doesn't matter. No, it no. Ugh. If I'm doing better, well, my my best is still crappy. So whatever it is, whatever it is. Here's the first reason. If I think I'm doing better than I think, like if I think I'm doing better than I think I am. Essentially, if I don't think that I'm garbage, I won't get any. I won't get any better. I won't grow. I won't improve. If I believe I'm doing a good job, if I believe I'm already as awesome as I need to be, Allison, if I believe all of those things, um, I'll get full of myself. I'll start walking around with a big head. I won't see areas for improvement and growth. In order for me to get better, in order for my skill set to get better, in order for my body to get better, in order for my house, my home, my marriage to get better, it doesn't behoove me to believe that I'm doing a good job. Have you felt this? Can I get a yes? Okay, once you give me that yes, I'm just going to like nicely slap you a couple of times. (laughs) You do not need to beat yourself, shame yourself, coerce yourself, force yourself into being better. In fact, you've done that before, haven't you? I know I have. Shamed yourself into losing whatever weight, shamed yourself, made yourself small, beat yourself up to, to, to fit in, to, to make sure you don't make people mad, to make them like you. How is that working for you? How is it? <laughs> I mean that sincerely, not like in a super snotty way. I apologize. But really, how is that working for you? How is beating the crap out of yourself so that you get better? How is it serving you? It's not. It leaves you feeling small. Abba, feeling stupid, feeling small, wishing I had never left it all. <laughs> Someone else. Okay, no, we won't go. We won't go all the way. <laughs> feeling small, feeling stupid, right? Beating yourself up. I think that I used to get so much done from a place of Allison, in order to prove you're worth it, you got to keep moving. In order to prove you have value, you better keep, keep creating value. And you want to know the scariest part is that when I was doing that, everyone around me was, woo, yeah, wow, look at you, keep going, you're growing, you're doing so much, you're accomplishing so much. You want to know where it got me? Anxiety attack, anxiety attack, anxiety attack, burnout, breakdown, exhaustion, not listening to my body, ignoring my body, not being present with my kids. So what's the alternative? What's the alternative? The alternative is choosing to believe that in order to get better, I can believe I'm good enough. And that by believing I'm good enough, by believing I'm already as awesome as I need to be, that growth and expansion will come from a place of love. They'll come from a place of excitement. They'll come from a place of enthusiasm. They'll come from a place of curiosity and interest. I wonder what it would be like to not eat food 
that makes me feel like garbage afterwards rather than I should eat this. I shouldn't eat that. I should eat this. I shouldn't eat that. I wonder what it would be like if I didn't have a steady diet of caffeine and sugar in the morning. I wonder if that would make me feel less anxious. Allison said to herself as she picked up the Diet Coke and the donut, (laughs) right? So I just want to make a promise to you. I want to make like, I, I just, I guarantee it. I just, I guarantee you that if you accept yourself and believe that you're doing better than you think you are, believe that you're more loved than you can see and feel, believe that more people are cheering for you than you can possibly know or understand, believe that you have more value, believe that you have more worth, believe that you're fine, you're fine, just how you are in this moment, that you will start to expand and grow and become the person that you've always dreamed of being. And you do not need to believe that you're a piece of garbage in order to do it. So remember, the whole point of this is you're doing better than you think you are. And there's three ways, main ways, there's other ways too, that you're going to want to argue with me. And that first way is, if I believe I'm doing better than I think I am, I won't get any better. I won't improve. And what I've just told you is, I promise you, if you just believe and trust that you're doing a great job and that you're doing better than you think you are, that the growth, the expansion is going to come in the most beautiful, flowy way. And don't worry, there will still be plenty of discomfort and suffering. I promise you that too. So if you were worried about missing out on that, <laughs> if you were if you were really going to miss that suffering to prove to yourself that you're working hard just by expanding, just by following your truest, highest, most glorious, awesome self, by following that part of you, It will invite you to the most uncomfortable territory you've ever been in. Says me, who's in the most uncomfortable territory that I've ever been in. And I'm not freaking hospitalized. And I don't say that lightly. I say that as I would have been hospitalized three or four years ago trying to do what I'm doing right now after a year like this. There's just no way I wouldn't be in some sort of inpatient. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that lightly. So I just know it's true. And I know if it's true for me, I'm not all so special. (laughs) I'm special because you're special, too, that it's true for you. So what's the lie? What's the second lie that if I believe I'm doing better than I think I am? you know, that's not going to serve me. The second lie is, well, if I think I'm doing better, <laughs> if I think I'm doing okay, I won't get anything done. I'll be lazy. I'll, com- I'll be complacent. I- I'll just stay in bed all day eating bonbons and watching my stories. <laughs> I've got some more good news. You might for a day or two, but when you love yourself, when you accept yourself, when you believe that you're doing a good job, it's like how... um. Fiona, it's like with kids, right? Fiona, when I tell her what a good helper she is over and over again, she starts looking for more and more ways to help rather than me telling her she's a good helper and her going like, I know, right? I'm going to see you later, sucker. I'm not helping anymore. (laughs) She feels so good. Her little four-year-old self feels so, so powerful and so impactful that she, you know, puffs up and tosses her little pink curls that, you know, are matted and and gnarled over her shoulder (laughs) and says, oh, I am really helpful. Oh, look, I can see another way to help. I can see another way to help. So this idea that if I beat the crap out of myself and I don't think I'm doing a good job and I'm garbage, I'm trash and I should feel like crap and nobody cares what I have to say and nothing I do makes a difference. I better believe those things 
or I won't get anything done. I better believe that my house being messy means I'm awful and that my house being messy is somehow a reflection of my value as a human being on this planet so that I clean my house. I get what I'm saying. I don't mean to say it in such like a facetious way, but like, do you see how we do this? Like, do you see how we shame ourselves into doing our laundry? We shame ourselves and not everything. So, so this is a great tool. This is a great tool. Look at something in your life that you do because you love the way the process is. You love the way it makes you feel. Look at the feelings, the emotions, the effortlessness so for some people, doing dishes is effortless. I just, I have a system for it and, and I enjoy doing it and I listen to a podcast. There's so many things to learn there. In, enjoying the process, having something like listening to a podcast while you do this thing. And then you say, oh, if I can do it in this one area of my life, if I can believe that I will get things done with ease and flow and compassion and grace in the dishes area of my life, how can I do that in the work area of my life? Maybe I don't take it so personally because it seems to make me feel really bad when I attach all my personal value to people caring about my work, but I don't attach any personal value to the dishes. (laughs) This is a perfect example for me. I don't attach any personal value to doing the dishes. I don't really mind doing the dishes, actually. It's probably because Eric does most of them. I'm going to be really honest with you. (laughs) <laughs> but but when I do do the dishes, I'm over there thinking like, haha, I got to the dishes. Look at me being such a good wife. Because I'm like, ooh, Eric usually gets to the dishes because I don't notice them. But when I do notice them, I'm rewarding myself. I'm applauding myself. And I'm not doing it because I'm over there thinking if I... I have to feel bad about my house. I have to feel bad about being a bad wife. I, I have to feel bad in order to get things done. <sighs> For some of you... I don't know. For some of you, this might be a no-duh. I feel like, you know, like attracts like, and the majority of the people who listen to this podcast, you know, want to feel a little more awesome so so you can identify with some of the things I'm saying. Even if you don't completely beat yourself up or, or completely throw yourself under the bus to such like an extreme degree that I have the tendency to, just think about how you can apply these concepts in, in more places, right? Think about how, how expansive these concepts can be where the, the greater, essentially the idea is the greater I love and accept myself, the greater, the, the more I'm okay with Hey, I seem to kind of just be in a down phase right now. It's getting dark early. I'm feeling really fatigued about the pandemic. I'm feeling, you know, feelings about the holidays not looking the way that I wanted them to. Maybe you're going through a loss. Essentially, the idea is you don't need to beat yourself up or, you know, even positively think yourself into not feeling that way. It's just the radical acceptance of, yeah. I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm doing better than I think I am, even in this low, dark place. I'm doing better than I think I am in my depression. I'm doing better than I think I am in my anxiety. I'm doing better than I think I am in my heartache. I'm doing better than I think I am at navigating this really difficult thing. It feels really bad, and it feels like I must be doing a bad job because it feels so bad. But I'm probably doing better than I think I am. And me believing that is going to invite me to be able to live with and handle this situation so much easier than believing there's some better way to be handling it. So that first lie was, 
If I believe I'm doing a good job, if I believe I'm doing better than I think I am, I personally won't improve. I won't make progress. I won't get better as a human being. And we established why that's a lie. And the second lie is I won't get anything done. I'll be a lazy loser. I'll be complacent. If I think I'm doing a great job, um, I won't I won't get out there and get the clients I need or get the job I need. I think I just feel so strongly about it because I lived this way for so long and it just was so terrible. It just was <laughs> it just was so terrible and it was so exhausting to just like just never not be beating myself up no matter how good I did, no matter how much praise I got, no matter how big a success anything was, I still just would rip apart all the things that I could do better. And yeah, in some ways, you know, I'm sure that I made some some nicer products or I don't know, something. But ultimately, I've seen that it's not necessary at all to improve anything to come at it from that position. That when you come at things with acceptance, you're not defensive. And so you're able to change and grow and be flexible in a completely different way. So this might be flexible in a partnership, like a marriage that you're having a tough time with, or it could be flexible with a a solution at work, some ideas, because you're not holding on so tight, like, well, I already beat my the crap out of myself and I've already exhausted every possible resource. You're just you're just looser. You're more able to flow. You're more able to go with the flow. So those are the first two lies. And then the third lie is the one that really gets me because I think this is the underlying reason you might come at all of this. And the third lie is I'm not good enough. So you're saying that I'm doing better than I think I am, but that can't be true because I'm just not good enough. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough teacher. I'm not a good enough partner. I'm not a good enough student. I'm not a good enough worker out or I'm not a good enough entrepreneur. I'm not a good enough fill in the blank for you. I'm just, I'm not good enough. I'm not good. And so I can't believe I'm doing better than I think I am because I'm not good. That is shame, fear, lack, darkness, talking, We've all got those parts of us, okay? I've got them. I've got deep, gnarly demons. And I know you do too. Maybe yours look and feel different than mine. And we don't have to squash them. We don't have to just banish them. But here's what I want to invite you to do. To to envision yourself just as this ball of light, of love, of truth. I want you to see yourself in your highest power just for a minute. Can you just, just try just like a thought experiment. So my son, Rad, he's seven. He's so cute. And when he gives me hugs and love, I call it ratty power. And so whenever I'm feeling sad or I want just whenever I just want affection from him, which is, you know, all the time, cause he's an adorable little seven-year-old dude. I go, mom needs some ratty power, <gasps> ratty power. And so he comes over and he shows me his ratty power and he gives me a big hug, right? Just like Rad, (laughs) yes, my child's name is Rad, R-A-D, just like Rad has his ratty power, you have your rad awesome power too. And we all have it. 
We all have it. That is what your awesome is, your consciousness, your light, your soul, your spirit, your awareness, whatever you want to call it, your your universal nature, energy that connects you. It's a part of you. And just for a minute, what we're doing is we're visualizing you in your ratty power, (laughs) in your awesome. And when Rad came in the other night and he was feeling scared, first what I did is I had him name some of his emotions. So maybe I'll have you do that because we were talking about your demons. So the cool thing about emotions, and when you're having a low moment next, you can do this, okay? Or you can do it right now. (sighs) Okay, so we're going to tune in, take a deep breath in and out. (sighs) I've been doing this a lot. Okay, so we're going to tune in and just ask, (sighs) what are some of these emotions I'm feeling right now? And sweet rad, like so many of us, has um, a hard time saying what they are. And so sometimes I, um, I just go, well, what color? What color is the feeling? And he immediately was like, dark blue. Oh, this one. Okay, uh, that one's sadness and it's dark blue. And I said, okay, what is there fear? And he's like, yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some fear. I was like, what color is that? And he's like, it's like white. It's like, okay, fear's white. And can you give it a shape? And he's like, yeah. And he said, there's something else too, mom. There's something else. And he was crying. He's like, mom, I don't know what it is. I'm like, is it confusion? He's like, no, it's confusing, but it's not confusion, but I don't know what it is. And I said, okay, what if you gave it a sound? And he said, oh, okay. It's a, (laughs) so give it a sound, give it a color, give it a word if you want, you don't have to. And then what I said to Rad was, Rad, will you stand in your ratty power? Will you stand in your light? And just with love, look at those hard emotions. You can just look at them. Tell them that you see them. Tell you that you honor them. I see you're there. I see you're there, you white scary thing. And I see you're there, you blue. I see you. But you are not me. You are not who I am. I see you. I honor you. I will feel you. But that's, you're not me. You're not who I am. And then we just had him practice standing in his light. And that's what I would invite you to do too, is stand in your light, whatever that looks like. And if you don't do visualizations like this very often, well, welcome to my world. This is how I survive. So (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad that I could share it with you. Okay. You are enough, period. You've always been enough. You'll always be enough. How could you not be enough to be you? How could you not be enough to be yourself? It's not possible. Only you can be you. And as I love to say, enough is a decision, not an amount. So you simply decide, I'm enough. I'm enough when I'm petty. I'm enough when I'm catty. I'm enough when I swear. I'm enough when I binge eat. I'm enough when I binge watch Netflix. I'm enough when I don't feel like showing up. I'm enough when I can't show up. I'm enough in the snotty thing I just said that I wish I hadn't said. I'm enough. And when you practice believing this, because that's all it is. It's a practice. I don't, I don't believe this every minute of every day. I go for days at a time where I believe it all day long. And then sometimes it's just like a minute by minute type of thing. And then sometimes there's days where I don't believe it. But if you continue to practice believing that you can return to your light, that you can return to your presence, you can return to your consciousness, that you can return to your highest self, that you can return to this power, 
you will have the most beautiful life. And you're not just going to be doing better than you think you're doing. You're going to feel phenomenal. You're going to feel awesome. Not all of the time. (laughs) But when you don't feel awesome, you will see it as an invitation to explore what can I learn? What do I need to let go what is this asking of me? What, what, what feeling do I need to process? What beautiful, complex feeling do I need to learn and understand how to feel? Nobody teaches us how to feel our feelings. And if you had a parent or a caregiver or somebody that taught you, it's incredible. That, what an incredible gift. It's something I'm just learning. It really is something I'm just learning on a new level. And the only reason why I could have that conversation with my son, Rad, is because that's what I'm trying to do for myself, right? And I've carried this idea that I'm not a good mom and that they're just lucky they have Eric because, you know, I'm just like whatever for a long time. Letting that go is what's helping me become more of the mom I want to be. There's this beautiful book called The The Tao of Pooh. So it's um, teaching the Tao Te Ching, which you guys, I reference all the time, which is a Lao Tzu. It's a spiritual text Lao Tzu wrote a long, long time ago. This book called The Tao of Pooh uh, teaches it through the characters in Winnie the Pooh. It's a great little book. I recommended it a long time ago. I picked it back up recently. And in it, there's this sweet little quote. It's from Piglet, who I love. And Piglet, when you think of the character of Piglet, Piglet is always afraid and acting from a place of fear and not feeling good enough and feeling small and feeling nervous. I think a lot of us can identify with Piglet a lot of the time. Piglet says in it, Piglet was so excited at the idea of being helpful, he forgot to be frightened anymore. He was so excited at the idea of being helpful, he forgot to be frightened anymore. When we believe that we're already as awesome as as we need to be, that we're doing better than we think we are, That's what happens. We get so excited at the idea of being helpful. We get so excited at the idea of sharing outside of ourselves, like Fiona, so excited to be helpful that we forget to be frightened. We forget to think we're small. We forget to think we're unqualified. We forget to think that nobody cares. We forget to think we can't make a difference. We forget to live in that place of fear, that place of shame or blame or feeling like a victim. We can become so excited at the idea of being helpful that we forget to be frightened. So that's what I wanted to leave you guys with. You're doing better than you think you are. You're doing better than you think you are. Believing it will not make you lazy, like you're not going to get any better, like you're not going to progress. Believing it will not keep you from getting things done and just watching TV and eating snacks, even though you know I encourage that. I absolutely do. And believing that you're doing better than you think you are is possible for you because you are good enough. You are enough. It's true for me. So I believe it's true for you. When you believe that you're enough, you believe that other people are enough. And you share that and you pass that on. And what a beautiful world. What a beautiful world we're making by believing that we're enough in this moment. I'm going to give you one more tool and then we're going to wrap up. And I'm so grateful for you being here. I told Eric I'd keep it short, but I just really wanted to share this tool. It's like I have a list in my phone and it's called I Am Greatly Loved. It's very 
overwhelming thinking about all of the things like putting a book into the world and getting ripped apart or people not liking you or people not liking it or people having all sorts of opinions. (laughs) And when I focus on those things, when I focus on imaginary scenarios that have not happened because I don't even have a book to publish um, yet, it keeps me from writing the book. I was feeling pretty crappy several months ago. I just forgot that I wasn't garbage. I really did. I really just forgot it. Started this list in my phone called You Are Greatly Loved. You are going to find whatever you're looking for. So I started looking for evidence of being greatly loved. Every couple days, I'd pop in. Every couple of days, I'd pop in and add some things to the list. I'm just going to read some of them to you because I want you to get the scope of them, okay? Someone ahead of me bought me a drink today at So Delicious. Julie had an awesome idea for the book. My mom wrote an incredible book that I got to read today. My friend Ashley Lemieux called me. My friend Trisha, your joyologist, messaged me at the exact moment I needed to calm my anxiety. My neighbor gave me a beautiful painting. My friends Alexis and Shantae texted me and said I was a gifted teacher. Eric and I had a wonderful drive and watched Star Wars together. My kids love me and tell me how much they love me. My friends John and Courtney sent me some delicious salsa. My friend Lisa was happy that I brought her a drink and texted me saying that it helped her. My friend Allie brought me some toastum and postum. Ginger and I had fun playing mash together. Obviously, you can tell that people doing insane nice things to me makes me feel greatly loved because that's a lot of what's on my list. But I just wanted to share that tool with you, especially if you're feeling low, especially if you're feeling like it's hard to believe that you're doing better than you think you are because your best feels so measly and so crappy right now. I just wanted to give you that tool of starting a I am greatly loved list just in your phone. Like I said, you're going to find what you're looking for, looking for some evidence of how loved you are and how you're being taken care of and guided might be just the thing to help pull you further into the belief that you're doing so much better than you think you are. We had so many new reviews and it Honestly, it's what got me reading the podcast. So it's what got me recording the podcast because I was texting Julie. We worked all day beating our brains on the book and I was just feeling so tapped and so spent. I remembered that last week we hadn't had any new reviews and or actually for two weeks we hadn't had any new reviews and we told you guys um, that we hadn't had any new reviews and there were more than 10 in one week, you guys. And that's what to me, I'm, that's so much to me. And so it's really, really what got me um, recording this is, is you guys leaving those reviews. So I want to thank you so much. And I'm going to read this review. Jen, Jen, Jenny, we are going to send you some goodies as a thank you for leaving that review. So shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Awesome with Allison at theallisonshow.com. Yeah, that's the email address. Yeah, that's it. I just really had to think about it. Okay, we are going to send you some goodies. And here is the review, Jen, Jen, Jenny. 
This is the only podcast I've listened to every episode. Most podcasts seem to run their course and I move along when the content starts to seem repetitive. But that's not the case with Awesome with Allison. I learn something new every week and the couple banter makes me feel like I'm spending time with old friends. Sorry, Eric. There are, sorry that you're not here. There are multiple episodes that help me gain a deeper understanding of my anxiety and provided me with the tools to help me navigate rough spells. Thank you for helping me forge through some trials that were ultra magnified by COVID. Keep making the world a brighter place. You're both so appreciated. Thank you so much for that beautiful review. You are so appreciated. Your reviews are so appreciated. Yeah, like I said, it's been, you know, we listen, we're all just doing the best we can and we're doing better than we think we are. But your reviews are really helping us keep going <laughs> when we're feeling a little spent. Because when I do sit down and do the podcast, I feel really, really incredible. I love getting to share these messages with you. I hope this empowered you. I hope it lightened you up. I hope it made you feel a little more awesome than you did before. And I want to leave you with this truth. Only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric will add some fantastic song to this. Hey, all this is Eric editing and finishing the podcast the next morning. Allison's at work working on her book right now. And I just want to say that Allison lives what she preaches. I suspect you could probably observe that from watching her and observing her, but she truly has taken these tools and ideas and, and these true principles and affected her life in great ways, which has dramatically affected my life and our family's life. So she's living proof that these things work, and I just honor her and look up to her so much. This closing song today is called Moon Over Forest Lake. It's for a soundtrack I did for a film I scored just this uh, couple months ago, and I hope you enjoy it. You can find it at Pleasant Pictures Music Club. We are a stock music library with the raddest music for your videos and productions. This is called Moon Over Forest Lake. Mm-hmm. 